children are always a blessing, and as we enjoy them each Sunday, it is a, a, a wonderful time. You know, in our world today, even though we are at a point for us as Christians, as children of God, we're at a day that's very familiar to us, a day that we know is Christmas Eve, tomorrow being Christmas. This is a day that is a day that we understand, a, a, a day that we can put our heads around. But for a lot of people, this is a day where it just seems to add to their thinking of this world of being upside down. Where the world is going in a difficult direction or direction that, that seems different than, than what they think. Some of you last night on television might have watched, uh, now my mind just went blank, The Wizard of Oz. It was, nah, don't like Wizard of Oz. Some people do. The Wizard of Oz. You know, Dorothy. Think of Dorothy. How was Kansas for Dorothy? She was worried about that lady on that bicycle getting her dog, wasn't she? And other things were not working out for her the way she would like in Kansas. But then, as we know in the story, things turned upside down, and now she began looking at things differently because her world had changed. Now, truly, I know the story there, but, but really, could she have just maybe all of a sudden now looking at Kansas through different eyes? Isn't it amazing what Jesus can do? Jesus can take someone whose perspective in life maybe is going in a certain direction, but when we allow the child, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, to come into our life, he can give us a totally different perspective of life. That's what Jesus does. On that day when Jesus came into this world, there were many. Some just wanted to glass it over that that was just another day. But in all reality, things were just beginning. And Jesus came into the world to, to change people's perspective, to give them a new life. Mary and Joseph knew by the angel that their life was getting ready to change and that, that they were going to have a son. But do you think they fully comprehended everything? I bet when that baby came out and, 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 and was, was crying, things changed, didn't it? I am always fond of the Christmas story found in Luke's gospel. I know, as Brother Preston said, this time of year, it seems like we read it every day, but, but it's okay. Because the other 365 days a year, we don't. But in Luke chapter 2, it says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered each to his own town. 
And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family line of David. To be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in snuggling in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the end. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields, keeping watch at night over their flock. And then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, look For look, I have proclaimed to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Then look at verse 11. Today, a Savior, who is Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. This will be the sign for you, and you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. I just got to say swaddling clothes. Okay, just swaddling clothes lying in the manger. Throws me for a loop, some of the new words. Okay. Verse 13, suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angel had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough And seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up these things in her heart and meditating on them. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. You know, this story this morning as we continue to think and preach it and live from it. You had Caesar Augustus, who was the ruler of the land, big, giant, in the sense that his word, his command, would be followed through without any hesitation. Here he decided on a census, and people from all over had to move and, 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 and to take on a journey And it didn't matter how difficult it might be. But Caesar said, Caesar Augustus says, there shall be a census. Sometimes you wonder why he decided to do it. Maybe it's because he he thought his kingdom was growing. And it was growing at that time. His kingdom was growing and he wanted to see how big it was. But also he might want to see how much more taxes he could collect. Because if his kingdom was growing, then he could charge more or more taxes should be coming in. And he could levy that against the people of that day. Or... It could also give him a standing of his kingdom, of how many men, what ages, were they fighting men, what kind of men did he have? Could it be that this census would tell him that he was vulnerable for another country to take him over, or was he strong enough to take on a fight If he chose to take on another empire. Or would it be a message to other kingdoms. Leave me alone because I'm big and I'm strong. And I've got the numbers to prove it. 
You see, Caesar in his reality thought that this census would give him some answers and would give him power and give him money. And those were two very important things. That was his reality. But Jesus coming into this world was another reality. Even Mary and Joseph, up to a point, was in that reality, waiting to see what was going to take place. And, 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 and even for them, they were getting ready to experience something new, something that was going to change their life. Love, and I believe this with all my heart, love can change this world. Love can change this world. And when God sent his only begotten son into this world, that love became personal in the flesh, brought into this world. Now, you say, well, he he was a baby. He was small. But, you know, I believe love began that day. Oh, it always exists, but, but it began afresh and anew in that way. Now, this time of year, a lot of you are doing crafts, making things, decorating. It amazes me with certain crafts that uses glitter. How it gets everywhere. Is that true? They should put that on the bottle. Be careful when you open this. It will get on every piece of furniture in your house. It'll be on the animals. It'll be on human beings. It possibly could be in your food. Glitter is just something that if you open that bottle, it just seems to... You know the glitter had been opened. You know, sometimes I know we say, well, you know, I kind of like it that way because at least I know what's happened. But you know, when Jesus was born, Jesus wasn't glitter. But let me tell you something, when Jesus was born, things began to change. Love, oh, I believe it can be instant. I, I, I I believe it can be contagious. But a constant love regardless of what is taking place, can and will change this world. And what does our world need today? It still needs the love of Jesus Christ. There are those in their realities who believe that that's the last thing that they need. But you know, if you're a child of God, that that is the very thing that they need. Caesar thought if he got this decree and and got the census that that everything would be all right. He was thinking of the glory that it would bring him. The prestige that it would bring bring him. When Caesar said something, people would jump, people would work, people would do it to make sure that it took place. But when God spoke, things happened but happen in a total different reality. 
Have you ever had this happen to you where your spouse or someone in your family asks you to go get something and they tell you where it is, but you can't find it? I have that happen to me a lot. First of all, I get this instruction. It's on the table. I think I think there's four tables. Let's narrow it down. Is it the table in the living room? Is it the table in the kitchen? You know, let's, let's narrow this down. You know, Frank, it's in the blue bag. You can't miss it. I have difficulty with that sometimes. You know, then the, the kicker is what? The person who told you to go get it gets up and they go right to it. Wouldn't it just cut out time if they just got up and got it? Make me feel better. But it's not about me. That's right. It's not about me. On that day that Jesus was born, Jesus began changing this world. And through the years and through famines and through wars, through the decrees, through kings, through all different types of things, words were spoken to do away with the birth of Christ. But they couldn't, could they? The birth of Christ happened. The birth of Jesus Christ continues. It affected people and their reality. People began to look and to see what Jesus is doing. People sometimes with different realities do not understand fully what Jesus has done, what God has done through His Son, Jesus Christ. Love has changed this world. Now, Could there be a little bit more love? I believe so. Because God's love is what? It can never run dry. And there's a lot of things in this world that still need to experience the love of God. And when we have that love, we also experience a power that we've never felt before. But also when we allow that love to come into our lives, it it also changes us. I want you to look down in verse 18, chapter 2. In verse 18, it says, All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They were amazed. You see, the shepherds were in their own reality. They were watching the the sheep by night, and and then the glory of the Lord came to them. And there in verse 11, the, the angel says, Today a Savior who is Messiah, the Lord, was born for you. Born for you. The shepherds. The shepherds. And then verse 19, But Mary was treasuring up all this in her heart, even what the shepherds told her. It also tells us in the scripture that not only the shepherds came, they told Mary what the Lord had said to them through the angel, but it also says that when the shepherds got back, they returned. They went back to the sheep. They didn't go out and get a television uh, uh, job and, 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 and said, you know, this night the angel of the Lord came to us, and if you send 1995, we'll give you this cloth that has stars on it. 
They went back to what? They went back to what they knew. They went back to their job, and their job was to take care of the sheep. But the scripture says they return praising and glorifying God. They were changed. What changed them? The love of God changed them. And this morning, I, 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 I beg us that we would also see that the birth of Jesus Christ produces a love that can change us so that when we do return, and God does want us to return, that we would go out praising and glorifying God and worshiping Him the way that we should. We should serve the Lord with pride and with purpose. And, and even if we're tending sheep, we should do that because that's what God's called us to do and the joy of that. Caesar was trying to pull in one direction, but God was, excuse me, slowly showing the world what the love of God can do. It's not surprising to me that this time of year we also celebrate the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and giving to international missions. Because it just reminds us of the importance of taking the message of Jesus Christ to all parts of the world. All parts of the world. There are still people groups that have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. I showed the video a couple weeks ago where in June at the Southern Baptist Convention when David Platt, the our president of the International Mission Board, got, got up and gave the report of the people that they had been able to reach in the past year and the people that were saved. After his report, a gentleman arose, went through the procedures to speak, and he said, messengers of the Southern Baptist Convention, I didn't know Jesus Christ last year, but through your International Mission Board, I do now know Jesus Christ. And he was a part of one of those groups that had never heard Jesus Christ. You see, this time of year, when we think of what God can do, He wants to go into all the world, and we can do that. We're part of that. But also, as we look at the, the passage of Scripture, it says, But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. Some translations use the word pondering. Love changes the world, and it also allows us to meditate or to ponder. You know, today, if someone's pondering, we say, well, what's wrong with that person? They need to get up and do something. But, you know, sometimes we do need to ponder. I believe Mary was pondering and thinking about what took place. She was the treasures that she had. You know, there wasn't Shutterfly where she could get an album in three days. She was pondering the shepherds that came by. Maybe what they had on, their sincerity, their smile. Maybe she was thinking of the person that led them to the manger. You know, I, I, I just wonder. She was pondering those things. She was pondering that Christ did, God did exactly what he promised to do. She was pondering on those things. I, I think in our world today that is so busy and so, so quick that sometimes we would, maybe we do need to stop and ponder what God is doing. 
and to welcome God's power into our life and how he is working. You know, every day on the news, there, there's going to be 30 minutes of news regardless. But let me tell you, there, there's also some good things happening in our world today that you'll probably never hear of. People getting saved. People helping other people. There are things out there that can only be related to what God is doing, and you'll never hear that on the national news. But God is moving. God is speaking. God is in this world, and we should ponder upon that and say, God, how can I be a part of that? God, I want to have a heart of mercy. I want to have a spirit of encouragement. Lord, I want to stop and look at the things I'm doing. And if the things that I'm doing are just gratifying myself, Lord, I want to stop that and start doing what gratifies you. Lord, it's about you and not me. Maybe we need to say, Lord, I want to do what's important in your kingdom, not what I think is important. You know, God's work has many hands and feet. You're part of that through this church. When you give every Sunday, you give to something called the Cooperative Program. I want you to know that that Cooperative Program gives to 26 different ministries. So every week you're giving to 26 different ministries. Some of those are Southern Baptist Seminary. Some of those are uh, um, missions um, and I have a complete list somewhere, but my mind just went blank. And you probably don't want to hear all 26 of them. But, uh, but just think of what is being done. Guys, this message of Jesus being born should be something that we proclaim all through the year. Something that, that we see that love changes things, doesn't it? Sometimes love is slow. You know, you read there, love is patient, love is kind. I think they should, I don't say rewrite it, but also love is slow sometimes, isn't it? It is. Sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. But you stay around God's love. And I can't think of a person who would, if they stayed around God's love, even if it was for a long period of time, because it just took them that long to take it in, that that person eventually will be changed because of that love. Guys, let's realize what the love of Jesus Christ is doing in this world. It is not over. It's only just beginning. And we as disciples and believers in Jesus Christ, may we carry that to others and let them know of the love and what that love can do. Not only can it change their life, it can give them the power and give them the, the reality that they need to see things. So, Lord, I just pray that today we would see that in our lives. Let's pray. Christian 75, the Lord, I just thank you for your love. Love, Lord, a love that never changes, a love that is real, a love that is steady, a love that supplies our needs, a love that is there to show us maybe a reality we have not come to grips with yet, but a reality that is true, 
a reality that will stand the test of time, a reality that will bring us home. Lord, I pray that if there is anyone, Lord, today that doesn't know you, that they would accept you today in your son's name. Amen.